the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to another segment of UCW Radio, and this is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Co. Paris, and I want to thank all of you again, all our listeners, for the continued support just by tuning in, listening to our special guests, and trust me, they are all special. And today on the show, we're going to have a man that has embarked on a journey in the world of mixed martial arts that may lead him not only to success, but to making history in some respects. He's a 12-year Army veteran, martial artist, and, well, let me just stop there as I have some um, other things to touch on. Uh, Firstly and foremost, uh, before this uh, episode um, or the interview begins, uh, my condolences go out to the entire Kennedy family for the passing of Ted Kennedy. Uh, He was all about the American people. Uh, and his passing will be felt for some time to come. And it's just sad because that is yet another member of the American royal family that is lost. So my condolences do go out to the Kennedys, the Shrivers, Schwarzeneggers, and, uh, and any, uh, any members of their family. Now, before we bring on our guest, uh, I have to give you some information. Some, some information that our listeners can actually uh, use, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, we have a call-in number when the show is live. Uh, you can get a pen now, write this down. The number is 323-215-1446. That is 323-215-1446. Even when the show is over, you can actually leave a message, and uh, if it's interesting enough, it'll be part of the show. Um, so you can leave a, a comment question whatever floats your boat also if you're on Twitter then you can shoot me out some questions or comments while we're live or even if we're not live and we'll read them off to you you can just go to ucwmagazine.com and see who we're going to have on the show because you'll know who the guest is going to be and you can actually leave a message or comment or whatever you want to do beforehand and when the guest is on we'll try to read some stuff off or try to uh, pose your question my Twitter name is Luis Velasquez. That's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-E-Z. Follow me and ask away. And now, without further ado, let me patch in a man that has created, uh, is the founder of the MMA Fight Council. He has an impressive advisory board. He's going to have a very impressive um, contingent of people that will be helping him to bring it to the next level. Here is Aaron Richmond, founder of the MMA Fight Council. Aaron, welcome to UCW Radio. I want to thank you for taking time, some time today to talk uh, about uh, the MMA uh Fight Council, what you have going on, your missions, the whole organization. I know you're away with your family, so uh, I appreciate you do, you uh, actually taking the time today because I know you're kind of busy. Oh, Lou, it's my pleasure. Thank you, and yes, I'm enjoying some time with uh, with the family this week. Uh, it's awesome. So hopefully they won't be too distracting in the background. But uh, thanks again. Uh, love your show, and it's a real honor to be here with you today. Oh, thanks for the kind words, and I, I'm sure it's not going to be too much of a distraction. Everybody loves kids, don't they? 
Uh, well, <laughs> we'll leave that up to them to decide. Okay. Uh, Aaron, you are the founder, the creator, the developer. You're the man uh, as it relates to the MMA Fight Council. Uh, now, what prompted you to do that? And you know, maybe tell us what the MMA Fight Council actually is. And then uh, I want to know how what, what made you do it. Okay, absolutely. Sure, that's try to boil that down to uh, an understandable uh, answer. The MMA, I guess, first of all, I should explain, MMA is something that uh, I've been passionate about for 16 years now since it's come into sort of the consciousness of, of the U.S. You know, I was, I was in the Army. I spent about 12 years in the Army, and you know, we did our typical hand-to-hand -hand stuff, and I was studying some, some martial arts, uh, and all of a sudden, UFC 1 came around. Uh, I think the date was November 12th, 1993, and of course, I got the pay-per-view, and uh, was hooked right away. And certainly, it's the sport. The sport has changed over the last decade and a half significantly. I think mostly for the better, and grown uh, like crazy. And so, from then till now, it's just become an increasing passion of mine. Uh, the opportunity presented itself over the last uh, couple of years. I've been seriously networking in and around the MMA community. And uh, just looking to make it more than just a passion, but a uh, livelihood, if you will, a, uh, a business for me, uh, a way of life, something that I could do day in and day out uh, without being in the ring and uh, getting my face punched. And <clears throat> so that, that, that has, be a good uh, led me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I prefer to do it without getting my face punched. But okay. I, uh, so I, I really was presented with this opportunity. Uh, have a partner, a gentleman named Paul who had an idea and uh, presented it to me, and, and here we are today. Uh, what, what it's become, uh, the MMA Fight Council, is uh, many different things, honestly. Uh, lots of projects under one big umbrella. And <clears throat> one of the pieces is we do have a website, uh, the MMAFightCouncil.com, and uh, we're working on it. it. I love the look already, but uh, we've still got a major revision that we're in the midst of right now. And uh, then some growth from there, but it's a it's a start. It's a great starting point. And but it's not it's not just a it's not yep. it's not just a web based organization. This is a real deal organization, you know. So uh, I want you to explain to our listeners, you know, what's going on beyond that, what's going on beyond the scenes, because a lot of times, you know, people will go they'll go to they'll look at a website, they'll say, okay, well, this is what it is, but you have a whole story behind it. So why don't you get into that? Absolutely, absolutely. Sure. So beyond the website, uh, and uh, you know, maybe I'll t talk briefly a little bit more about the website shortly. But beyond it is probably where far more is going on than on it. Uh, we've got uh, chapters being developed around the country uh, at college campuses, for instance. And basically, d just to boil down, uh, everything that we're doing can be summed up in uh, enhancing the fan experience. Mm -hmm. Raising the profile of the sport and doing anything we can do uh, to promote the welfare of both the sport and the fighters. I mean that—that's everything we're doing can be explained in you know that sentence or two. Okay. Uh, but what it is that we're doing now towards that end, we're developing chapters around the country at uh, colleges, college campuses, because those those guys and girls love the sport, and uh, you know so we're looking to have very active face-to-face -face type chapters in these college campuses where, you know, guys would come together, 
to watch fights. Guys would, who knows, maybe have uh, UFC video game tournaments. I mean, have uh, engagements where we bring fighters out to events and, you know, have them meet the chapter members and so forth. Okay. Uh, so there, and, and you know what? The ideas of the chapter members will likely become more and more what the chapters are doing. So we're, we're not thinking that we have all the answers yet, but we're getting headed in certain directions. Okay. We've got um, country representatives that we're, that we're uh, obtaining, we're looking for currently and putting in place. We've got one in Scotland. We have uh, one in England. Uh, we probably have one in Italy. Uh, we're looking towards the other European countries because, frankly, while MMA is huge in the U.S., it belongs to the people, and the people are all over the world, and those people uh, love the sport just like you and I do you know, here in uh, the U.S. So we're doing that as well, and the same idea uh, holds true. We're looking to have face-to-face -face events, you know, gather around uh, pay-per-views. Obviously, their situation's a little bit different in the uh, around the world with what they can see where, but we're going to figure out how to really bring them into the sport more than ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and state coordinators, we're... Uh, actively looking for and recruiting state recruiters to build state chapters of the MMA Fight Council as well. So we're really working hard beyond the website at making this a real organization, and it's happening uh, fantastically. You know, people are excited, they're getting energized, and they're feeling like, wow, I can come together with other people that love what I love, and, you know, this has never happened before. So, yeah, it's being very well received. Uh, it's growing a lot. Uh, we are, uh, other projects that we're doing that are going to have a positive effect on people on the sport. We're, uh, we're writing a book right now. We're collaboratively, we're having various, uh, authors writing on different topics relating to MMA. Okay. Uh, that book, uh, the plan is to have that book published by the end of the year. Uh, we are looking, uh, next, next year, some of the couple of big projects we're looking to roll out are standardization, mm -hmm. uh, within and certification within the MMA industry. So areas like gyms, MMA gyms, mm -hmm. promotions, management companies, uh, looking to develop best practices and standards and find only those companies that uh, work in the MMA industry that want to adhere to the, to the highest levels of standards that we come up with, okay. uh, with, you know, with the help of some very successfully run organizations currently will put together what, what we think are, is a high enough bar that, um, it deserves uh, our stamp of approval. So that's a program we're excited about. So you're looking, to make, uh, also, you're looking mm -hmm. to make a governing body over mixed martial arts, if possible. You, you know what? In, in, in a way, in a way, in a way, it may, it may build to absolutely, that. Absolutely, Lou. Okay. Absolutely, whether it's Whether it's an official governing body or whether it's a body that just is doing so much right and good for the sport that people can't help but take notice and and do something with us absolutely okay. well kind of like you know you have uh, baseball you have a governing body football you have a governing body you know they they set the standards for what you can right. and can't do you know you do have state legislation that that puts their own stuff there but you know they basically their things are more geared towards boxing and and even uh, right. kick, kickboxing events, but not so much mixed martial arts, you know, especially in New York, right. I know, because I used to go to Athletic Commission all the time and then do right. all my stuff, you know, for, for wrestling and boxing. So, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a procedure, but I think that some of the states, their, uh, their way of looking at it or handling it is uh, ancient. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At best, it's, it's ill-informed. More often than not, certainly outdated, obsolete, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so at the very least, we're going to have something that's voluntary. People will 
decide that you know what I want to adhere to those standards because I want to differentiate myself. I want to I want to be better than the MMA gym down the street, mm -hmm. or or we want all the MMA gyms to be as good. And I mean that would certainly be the ideal where they're all adhering to the to the best practices, to the best safety standards, best training standards, mm -hmm. to you know so on and so forth. Um, and that's our goal. And if you know what, if it becomes something that becomes uh, more official down the road than we intend initially. Fantastic, because it's a, it's not really about us. It's it's just about helping the sport be stronger, uh, be more legitimized, be more mainstream in a good way, uh, and just accepted uh, more universally. So that's that's uh, something we're doing there. We are planning to develop a, um, a benevolence fund. Uh, it may or may not be called that, but a fund where we we're going to create this charitable fund uh, that's sort of out of our reach. Uh, you know, for appearance's sake, and and then uh, put it up there so that people can contribute to it if they want. If they say they love mixed martial arts, as so many do, uh, but you want to help somehow, well, here's a way. You could send a check. You could do a weekly payroll deduction, and the the majority of that money would go towards helping injured injured fighters. Ah, that, uh, see that that is something very interesting because although you have mixed mixed martial artists that then when they go fight, they do have insurance. I know uh, it's pretty expensive, um, yeah. but what happens, you know, they get hurt. I know with, with pro wrestling, you know, your insurance is your insurance. You get hurt, I mean, you're, 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 you're done. You can't get right. in the ring, you're done. You can't fight anymore. You can't wrestle anymore. You are over. You're, right. you're, unless you have some background in something or have a, a backstop as far as making money, or, you, or right. unless you're like a Joe Theismann that you know has a, some finance background, it's going to be difficult for you to earn a living. You know, and especially if you're ill and you get sick, right. and it happens all the time. I mean, you have yeah. you know guys now that are going down that road, whether it be mixed martial arts yeah. or pro wrestling. So I think something like that is very interesting. Too bad they, you know, just I'm just biased when it comes to wrestling because you see a lot of crap that goes on. But uh, too bad they don't have anything like that. But I think they are developing something like that. But it's good that you are. And I'll just let you con uh, continue to talk about it. I just wanted to interject because oh, I, am, sure. I am the host. I appreciate so, that. Uh, I am the host, so there. <laughs> well, and, and absolutely. It's your show and your yeah, mic. But yeah. uh, seriously, the uh, th there's just there's such a lack. Uh, it's There's such a gaping hole in this part of the sport. I love the sport. You know, so many people love the sport, and they'll and they'll say it, and they'll talk about it. And if they hear in the news that a fighter in the Midwest, you know, was going for a takedown, got tangled up, landed on his head, and and is now paralyzed, they'll if they hear that because it's not generally the headlines, mm -hmm. they'll feel badly. Well, gee, that's a shame. Well, I'd like people to have an opportunity to do more than just feel badly. I'd like them to be able to help the the poor guy mm -hmm. who's in the hospital, paralyzed. Mm -hmm. uh, whose livelihood was our passion and doesn't have the insurance that some of us maybe have and doesn't have the ability to pay the bills. Mm. Uh, and so now his livelihood is obviously uh, in, in dire straits, mm. as well as his just his life in general, not just physically, but you know to have a life of, of bill collectors, uh, medical collections. I mean, who, who wants that? And if we can say, yeah, I love the sport. I love it so much that I, I want to support the guys who do it. And here's a way, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be painful. I mean, if if tens, hundreds of thousands of people say, yeah, I love the sport, here's 10 bucks, here's 20 bucks. Or, you know, when I was my 12 years in the Army, I probably gave to United Way and other charities all the time just through payroll deduction, 3 $5 a week. Mm -hmm. 
it never hurts. It never hurt me, but it, hopefully it helped somebody. Right. And uh, that's the same idea. So we're really excited about that. That may be, out of everything we do, ultimately, perhaps the best thing that we do. Oh, so uh, you, but you, we do think we have a lot of great things going on. Yeah, well, I um, think that that is fantastic. I mean, you can even build that to a point that you can have corporations actually uh, offer that to their employees if they wanted to go and, and, and yes. donate something or have a deduction out of their paycheck every week. Yes, that, okay. that, is, that is my goal with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just a simple matter of saying, listen, you love the sport, right? You said you love, well, put, put some money where your mouth is. You know, it's not money that's going to me. I, I won't have any access to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's only going to, to better the, the fighters' lives, the industry. Uh, you know, if you really, if you really mean what you say, here's an opportunity for you to act on that. And right. So three bucks, five bucks a week, $20 check, whatever it is, it's all going to add up and it's going to help somebody. And, you know, I'm not naive. Uh, maybe sometimes I am, but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm naive in this. And I feel like I can't help everybody with this. Mm-hmm. I, I never would think that I could. But what if I can help uh, one person through this or five people through this? You know, so it won't be everybody necessarily that gets help. But so what? You know, if maybe other people say, hey, we could do something else to help. And, you know, I think just... We're, our goal is really energizing mm-hmm. people, energizing the fan base, energizing the fighters, the, mm-hmm. the promoters, the managers to, to a higher level, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to higher standards, to uh, more involvement, uh, greater passion. That, that's really what we're trying to do. Um, some other things that we've got going on, we're planning a, an MMA cruise for uh, towards the end of next year. Okay. You know, everyone loves to cruise that, that ever has, I imagine. I love it. And people that haven't, it, it's an incredible uh, way to spend a vacation and we're planning to you know see how things go but whether it's one two maybe three fighters that we bring out on a cruise for four days or a week mm-hmm. and whatever block of membership we can uh, reasonably accommodate whether it's two three four hundred or something like that mm-hmm. and and we go out and who doesn't want to rub shoulders with some fighters that they know uh, know of you know for a week mm-hmm. and uh, eat dinner and pull slot machines and roll uh, on the mats and train you know take seminars and classes from them mm-hmm. uh, and so we're really excited about uh, putting that together. Uh, so that's that's another project that we're working on. Here's some other uh, so relating back to the site, but but again beyond the, the scope of the site. Some things that we're doing are MMA awards. We've we've put a writers guild together, mm-hmm. and we've got maybe a dozen, fifteen really top notch writers from around the industry that write for you know Sure Dog. Uh, Web, the website for Fight Magazine, for, for a bunch of other websites as well. You know, really great guys who are willing to work with us. They'll contribute a, few, a couple exclusive pieces a year to our site. So you'll, you know, so there is some really cool stuff at the site. Besides the best news from around, we're going to, you know, continue to pull it together. Some rankings we'll pull together for everybody. But uh, then some articles that they won't find anywhere else because they're written for us. And these writers, though, we're going to be using them to do MMA awards, mm-hmm. annual MMA awards. Nobody does that, and the sport deserves it. Okay. You know, so again, it's really not about us and, and what we're doing, but it's uh, just the sport. Why why doesn't it deserve to have awards? Uh, you know, the SBs are out there, and for the last two years, they've nominated a couple of MMA fighters, mm-hmm. but they never stand a chance against the big boxers. You know, GSP and Lyoto Machida were nominated this year as fighter of the year, but of course, Pacquiao won it, and good for Pacquiao. He's a fantastic boxer. I think he's awesome. Uh, but but anyway, the, the MMA fighters in the sport deserve their own platform mm-hmm. for awards, and 
maybe a few years from now, uh, we have live award shows, you know, if things go according to plan. But right now, we want legitimate awards, and we think that by having a 15, 20-member writer's guild who write about these fighters and about this industry for a living, they know, they know a few things about it, and we think we'll have some very, very legitimate awards, uh, and we'll have some Reader's Choice Awards also for members of our uh, community. Okay, our MMA Fight Council community. So that's a big thing that we're looking to accomplish. And I'm not, uh, I'm not shy, so I'll tell you, we're, we're even looking, working on trying to figure out how to put in place a honest to goodness, legitimate Hall of Fame. There, there isn't such a thing. And, uh, everybody talks about it and has for five or ten years now. Uh, but there isn't one. And so we're, we're talking with some other folks about collaborating and putting together a real, true MMA Hall of Fame. Uh, and so that's a very exciting thing because we just think the sport has grown to a point where it deserves some of these things right. that other sports have, but nobody, and, and lots of people agree, by the way, but nobody's really doing anything about it. So we're, we're trying to be the, the agent for change and create these, um, these opportunities, these institutions that should exist and don't. Well, all it does, it, it, all it takes is one man, one, one group. To make a move to create change, you know. If anything, if anyone has taught us that, uh, it was the likes of Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, and so on and so forth. Abraham Lincoln. You know, just one man, one person, right. one organization to start something to get the ball right. rolling. So I think that you're on the path of making that happen. And I know that the community has uh, embraced what you're doing. I know, uh, and this is something we can go over because I know that you have sure. a lot of prestigious uh, advisory board members on your on your team. They're on your side. It's not like uh, you pick somebody uh, online. So, oh, I'm just going to put their name over here just for the hell of it. You know, these are people that you're actually in communication with. People that want to help your know, your cause. So maybe you can give a rundown Absolutely. of who you, who you have on on your advisory board because I think our listeners would be very interested because everything that you've said. Is 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 awesome, okay? The people that are supporting you or or on your advisory board makes it even more legitimate what is going on. So I think our listeners yeah. need to understand it. So uh, yeah, go for it. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Lou. It, it's really true because it might be that lots of people have had ideas that we have, but they never managed to acquire the resources and the support to accomplish them, and that may be what separates us from so many others. Uh, so I really uh, am excited. I'm honored. We've just to give uh, everybody a, an idea about who's supporting us, who's on our advisory board. We our very first advisory board member is Boss Rutten. Uh, he was the to me the the name that I really wanted to reach out to, and I knew him just a little bit. And I just thought, gosh, if we could get Boss Rutten to support us, and I had no idea the bigger vision how how much support we were going to end up with. But uh, he is on our advisory board. Uh, Probably the um, gentleman that I'm uh, most uh, thrilled to have because of who he is and what he is, uh, Master Alan Goldberg from uh, Brooklyn, New York. He is he is our most hands-on uh, advisory board member, and in the in the kung fu world, in the martial arts world, uh, he is uh, really legendary. But more importantly, I think to me, is as a person, he's so ge- genuine and real, and and so hands-on, willing to help, willing to uh, spend time talking, come up with ideas, a uh, really great asset uh, to us. And th- through him, through his efforts, we have some other legends uh, on our advisory board. Joe Lewis, 
of uh, kickboxing and karate world championship fame. He's, a, he's, uh, he's, he's the one that, and, that defeated Chuck Norris way back in the seventies. He was the one that not that I think uh, he, he defeated him. He, I don't know if he knocked him out, but I know he defeated him. Right, right. Yeah, Joe Lewis is uh, definitely a legend in the martial arts world. And again, thanks to Master Alan Goldberg, he is with us on our board. And again, uh, through through Alan, we have uh, Chuck Zito with us on our board. But, uh, and uh, the Italian bad boy, Chuck Zito, is another another good guy you have there. And uh, you know, absolutely. But uh, I'll let you speak because I'm talking. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, <laughs> some other gentlemen uh, just talking about legends. Uh, Ed Parker Jr. is on our advisory board. He is, uh, he is the, really the, the current, uh, force behind American Kempo, which his, uh, dad created. Uh, and, uh, Ed Parker Jr. is an incredible martial artist as well as artist. People may not realize that about him. Uh, but just a really wonderful person and interested in what we're doing and helpful as well. We have, uh, just to interject for a second about Ed Parker. Ed Parker's father, uh, you just mentioned it, but uh, people, our listeners should understand that he is the father of American Campo. He is a legend. He uh, helped train Bruce Lee. Actually, he gave Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris, and a few other people their start in Hollywood. And his son is carrying the uh, torch and moving forward, and he is a great guy. And I'll let you continue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, he, and he's just, he's a great human being as well as everything that you just said. Yeah, so it's really an honor to have him with us. Uh, we have a couple of, uh, a couple of other, uh, New Yorkers that, uh, you may or may not be familiar with, but they're really, uh, they're helpful and instrumental in what we're doing. Uh, one is, uh, Scott Schaefer, who is a, a longtime sports attorney, uh, spent a long time in, in around the boxing world and has more recently become an MMA attorney, if you will, uh, Working in the, in this industry, he works for the Lustigman firm uh, in uh, in New York. I know that. And name. also, uh, we have uh, John Maloof, who is a senior partner at Maloof Ashford and Talbot, also in New York City. And he is a lifelong martial artist, uh, high profile international attorney, who really, again, likes what we're doing and wants to wants to support us and, and help us move forward uh, with our goals. We've got. Uh, Dr. Adam Persky, who many people know around the world as the fight dentist, he provides a lot of the UFC fighters with their mouth guards and uh, so forth. And new teeth if they need uh, them. But <laughs> that's right. That's right. If, if you didn't have his mouth guard to begin with, and you need some new teeth, he'll help you there too. There you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, through him and his efforts, we have Dr. Jeff Davidson with us, who is a uh, UFC ring doctor. Uh, we also have uh, Elvis Sinasek with us, who. Many may remember as a former UFC fighter, uh, always a game fighter, a uh, real gentleman of the sport, but a, a tough guy in the cage. He's in Australia, where he's from. Uh, he uh, helps. Uh, he owns and helps run a school there. He's on our advisory board. Uh, we also have this this another legend, uh, Doc Hamilton. He's a longtime referee, but more often than not now, he's a judge at uh, MMA events or any MMA event. If you watch. UFC 100, he was the judge in the championship match. If you watch UFC 101, he was there. If you watch Force, he was there. He's, he's a judge for pretty much every major event, uh, and he's with us as well. Uh, and a great, he's also very active and a very great, humble guy to talk to, full of good, good ideas. Uh, John Hackleman uh, is with us. He's the owner of the Pit MMA gym, and he's uh, Chuck Liddell's trainer. Although I doubt he's training him while uh, Chuck's on Dancing with the Stars, but... <laughs> uh, but, but uh, 
nonetheless, he owns the pit and okay. is Chuck's MMA trainer, I should say. Uh, and then uh, another gentleman that is uh, extremely helpful to us, and uh, we're really you know, honored to have him, uh, is uh, Sensei Ross Greenberg, uh, formerly of New York, uh, owns the Chikara Dojo, and he's in Plainfield, Illinois now. But he's been a really great, really great help with... Uh, our IT, some of our IT uh, things, and uh, some some mailings and so forth. So he's just been—he's a really humble, helpful, uh, resourceful man that's with us on our board, and we're certainly honored to have him. Another uh, legendary name that we're honored to have is uh, Bernie Carrick. Uh, and you know, I say that, and I'll, all I'll say is that I'm aware that uh, there's controversy, uh, and okay, that's fine. But I, I will say this: Bernie, uh, to me, is an He's an American hero. He's and, a, uh, Bernard Carrick is a good guy. Um, and, you know, uh, I guess when you reach a certain point in your life, uh, in the public eye anyway, there's going to be uh -huh. scrutiny. People are going to go and attack you, especially if you if you take a step back and you're doing other things, and you'll have people that will just want a gun for you because it makes news headlines. So that I take with a grain of salt. He's a good guy. Uh, we'll, you, know, every, you know, we'll be seeing him in January. So, um I mean, that's, yes. that's it. You don't need to get any further into that, you know. Yep. Um, yep. Just let that go. <laughs> he, he's a hero, he's a hero right. who, by the way, is a fifth-degree black belt. Uh, a lot of people may not realize that about him. And uh, so he is, in fact, a great supporter of what we're doing also. Uh, we have uh, Ian the Machine Freeman on our advisory board. Uh, a lot of people may remember him from his six times in the UFC. And uh, most notably, he has a win over Frank Muir. Uh, and he was a three-time UK cage rage champion. Uh, some people say that the UK MMA scene revolves around Ian Freeman. Uh, he's definitely a high-profile person in the sport and a supporter of what we're doing both here and in the UK as well. Uh, we've got a gentleman named uh, Professor Daniel Torres on our advisory board. Uh, really great guy. He uh, literally called me yesterday while I was at the beach with with uh, my family and how dare he interrupt you while you're at the beach? What's up with him? What's up <laughs> well, with you? Know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm so I'm so honored by by the, the involvement of these people. Right. I pretty much don't care when they call me. I'm just I'm just honored to have them involved with us. And I literally was standing in waist deep water. I forgot that I had my license and my business cards in my bathing suit pocket, and I was in waist deep water holding uh, one of my kids' hands, you know, against the, the force of the waves, talking to him for about an hour and uh and you know until my battery was running down and i and i said i'm really sorry professor torres but you know these waves are getting louder and i, I can't hear you so well anymore so but uh, he's, he's a great great guy he's a ninth degree black belt in uh, v jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. uh he has his own uh, dantor ruse jiu-jitsu system he works with the florida state boxing commission he's a kickboxing and MMA referee and judge in Florida, also in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. uh, where he's working on some, some big things over there. Uh, great, great man and as well. We've got just a few others. I'll run through them. Uh, one is uh, John Papa John Gorman, who is uh, definitely he's an honor uh, to have working with us. He is the commissioner mm -hmm. of USA Jiu-Jitsu. Papa John. And all of our, all of our members, <clears throat> uh, and that is a, that's an aspect that I should touch on too in a, in a moment, but... We do have uh, the sites available to everybody, but we also have paid membership into the uh, MMA Fight Council community, and uh, that affords a whole slew of benefits, one of which is a membership into USA Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, so he is with us. 
And uh, also a real honor uh, is uh, we have Carlos Machado uh, on our advisory board. He's not yet showing on our site. That's part of the revision that's upcoming. Mm -hmm. uh, but Carlos Machado is a uh, you know a direct. Uh, he's related to the Gracie family, mm -hmm. and uh, he's a Gracie trained eighth degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He's quite legendary in his uh, ability to teach and uh, even just in practicing of, of the art. Uh, so he's with us as well. And then another honor uh, and a different kind of a name than you've heard so far, we, we have a woman on our advisory board whom I'm so honored to have. She's just su such a great addition, mm -hmm. Dr. Sherry Wolkin. Okay. She is a longtime ringside physician. She's been in probably 80, 90, 100 MMA events where she's been the ringside physician responsible for the well-being of the fighters. She's also the medical chair on the committee that Nick Lembo heads, uh, the committee that has come up with the unified rules for MMA. So she's intricately involved in the sport uh, as a real insider who really uh, is connected and really has a passion. She's even been training uh, for about 14 years now in, in the martial arts. You see, uh, the uh, MMA so fight council is not just for guys, it's for women too, so uh, get on board the train. Right. No, no, no kidding. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we didn't want to have a woman on the board just to have a woman on the board, but we wanted to have the right people on the board. Mm -hmm. And she's clearly, she's one of the right people. And well, you're not just putting people excited. on there haphazardly. You're putting, you're putting select people on there that serve a purpose. That, that's absolutely right. That's that's correct. And we've talked with a couple of others. We're, we're probably only. Uh, I think there's just one more spot to be filled. And uh, if it doesn't get filled, well, we're fine where we are. Uh, we, we also are developing rapidly. We, oh, gosh, I cannot believe that I almost neglected to uh, mention one of the legends, the absolute legends that's on our advisory board. The only one that I, that, uh, I didn't mention yet is Ron Van Cleef. How uh, Ron, dare you forget uh, Ron Van Cleef? No, I, you know, I was saving the best for last, actually. There you go. No, I know you, uh, I mean, but that was, that was something recent that, that transpires, so everyone yeah. knows. So, you know, yes. Ron Van Cleef, the Black Absolutely. Dragon, um, good guy, um, just an all-around good guy. He, he definitely is. And so we're, we're honored to have him. Uh, he's now a longtime New Yorker, lifelong, but now mm -hmm. taking up residence in the Virgin Islands, where, as is his style, he sat down with the, with the local government leaders and ensured that uh, MMA is now approved in the Virgin Islands Nice. and uh, is working on having uh, MMA promotions fights take place down there as well because ju that's just what he does. And just to give a little more tidbit on Ron Van Cleef in case uh, anyone, because um, a lot of entertainment people, you know, actors and models, just the community itself mm -hmm. listen to the show uh, just so people understand that Ron Van Cleef, he, his, uh, one of his top students is Ty Mac. He was a Timok. Uh, right. He was a star of The Last Dragon, which I think they're going to wind up doing something with that. Um, but just yeah. to give you some clarity on, on Ron Van Cleef, now you can uh, go to the next uh, next level of yep. or the next topic you were going to touch on. Absolutely. Uh, and so we uh, so so that gives a little bit of uh, background regarding you know who's supporting us, and you know we just feel like we have the the support of uh, the the martial arts and mixed martial arts community at large. And let me just make a point that if you were really listening carefully to the people I was describing, you, you might come away thinking, well, gee, there's a lot of martial artists there uh, as well as mixed martial artist-related uh, people. And, you know, what's the deal with that? Well, I think a couple of things really are noteworthy here. One is that 
and I don't mean to sound cliche, but I just like I like saying this because it's so true. There's no MMA without MA. There you know, is there's no mixed martial arts without martial arts, and and I think uh, I I really to me that's very important that especially the younger fans of MMA understand. Uh, I think those of us that have been watching for a while or have studied martial arts, you know, I think we realize it's a mixture, it's a synthesis of martial arts. That's really what we're, that's what we love. It, well, with mixed martial arts, in, in a nutshell, you know, way, way, way back when, you know, you had, you know, tr traditional martial arts, uh, karate, taekwondo, taekwondo, you mm -hmm. had, uh, you know, kung fu, you have all, you know, all different styles of martial arts, including jiu-jitsu, judo, and so yep. on and so forth. Okay, now you had Thai boxing, you have kickboxing, you know, that's in the U.S., you had Thai boxing overseas. Uh, what transpired over time is that people, you know, just, just like, and I, do, I keep touching on this in regards to mixed martial arts, but people sh could say, you know, probably the greatest mixed martial artist, you know, that actually that probably sparked all the fusion, because that's the word, right. fusion of styles, is Bruce Lee. No matter what anyone says, that is a fact, because he right. took the best out of different styles to make it into his own thing, but can go on the ground, fight you, fight you standing up, fight you here, fight you there. Mixed martial arts, what is it? It started out as a brawl in a ring, like the, the Roman gladiators, but it, it, it built up and progressed that you don't just have that. There's technique there, there's grappling, there are things there, so actually it evolved into its own sport. Okay, and it evolved into something greater than what it was because years ago, let's go back 15 years, it was like, okay, we're gonna go, um, we're gonna go in this uh, octagon, or we're gonna go in this in this uh, ring, and I'm gonna punch your teeth on your throat, and that's it. That's why you have a guy like Kimbo Slice. He is is he talented as a martial artist? No, but can he go and brawl? He's a brawler. Yes, you have like Butterbean. He's a piece of boxer brawler, whatever he is. But then you have the Gracies, which are that's, you have talent. You have Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz. You have guys that are out there that are talented, that, that go in there, they can go in, they can cause damage, but they have skills associated with it. And I just wanted to touch on that, uh, even Bass, you know, I just wanted to touch on that so that people that are listening to this really get a good idea of what has transpired over the past decade or two. Oh, absolutely. I think that's so important for people to uh, to understand, for sure. So I'm glad I'm glad that you did. Uh, and you know what? If if you don't mind, I even want to just mention uh, sure. uh, before moving uh, too much further on that. You know about regarding Ron. Uh, Ron Van Cleef. Uh, I've admired and respected him for many many years. He people may not realize some of the longer uh, term fans do, but you know back in at UFC four, he fought as a fighter mm -hmm. in in the cage, in the octagon, against Hoyce Gracie. That's right. Now, people may not remember that, or if they do, they may not have realized he was 51 years old when That's he did right. that. Uh, he didn't win the fight, but I'll tell you what, he probably lasted longer than anybody had against Hoyce Gracie at that point. Kind uh, like Apollo uh, Creed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no joke. Uh, he really, really did. And, uh, you know, just lots of, lots of respect to him now. And then he was even made the commissioner of the UFC after that for some time, which was, which was incredible, you know, it was a real honor, but it's, it's because of his passion. Now, I point all that out because there's so much about Ron Van Cleef that I didn't even realize that I think many people don't. He has a, um, a documentary coming out, an autobiographical documentary coming out later on in September yep, that's right. that uh, when people hear about it, I really hope you'll tune in to watch it, uh, see it. I, I've actually seen it. He uh, was kind enough to give me a copy of it, and it's, 
it's incredible. I won't spill the beans, but there are things about his life that will blow your mind that you never knew. And, uh, I, you know, definitely if you can watch it when it comes out. And he's also, um, just, uh, signed a deal for a, a movie, uh, an actual, uh, feature film to be made, uh, the Ron Van Cleef story. Uh, so I mean, his, his life is uh, so so much more than people uh, often realize, and, and so it is truly an honor that he's that he's with us. Um, so so again, moving we'll, on. We'll, though, we'll, we'll yeah, wind up having him on, on the show at some yes. point. You know, uh, again, he, he was in California. He's going back home. So when he gets settled yep. in, we're going to get him on the phone. You know, but he again, just to touch on him, he's a good guy. Know him for a long yes. time. Uh, he's done stuff to help our. Um, our karate kids in a line, uh, and, and sure. over the years, so you know, I mean, you can't. I mean, you get, he's he's a good guy. So hopefully, his uh, documentary and his film projects and everything he has will uh, will do very well, and I think they will because his story is yep. interesting. Um, yeah. But let's let's uh, let me ask you this, Aaron. Sure. Um, we went through your vision with the fight council, what you're doing with the uh, mixed martial arts. Actually, the martial arts community as a whole. Uh, we touched mm-hmm. on that. Now, I need to ask you, what, and, and, and again, we don't want to make this a, a elongated uh, sure. interview, but what is your view on uh, mixed martial arts being blocked in such states as New York? Well, now that's a great question, and, uh, you know, I'll give you just a, a short answer. It's, it's incredibly short-sighted and backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it absolutely is. And here's what I mean by that. But, but there is an upside. It won't be that way for long. Part of what we're doing, part of what the MMA Fight Council is looking to do is figure out ways to work with, there's only another 10 or 11 states now that have not formally legitimized mixed martial arts in their state, and we're looking for ways to help and work and raise awareness in those states also. That's that's just another part of what we're looking to do. In New York specifically, though, uh, Rob Walker is the assemblyman there who is championing the, the cause of mixed martial arts becoming legalized. And that, that's in, in New, New York. York. Right, it says Rob Walker. Just make sure, you know, uh, you uh, New York MMA guys or your fans that, that, yep. that want MMA in New York, you better uh, support Rob Walker because he's the guy that's going to help make things happen. He, he is it. I mean, he is literally the guy that is tirelessly pushing the bill. You know, and the bill literally got out of its committee this last time, had plenty of support. In fact, overwhelming support, although there are some detractors still, got out of the committee but just couldn't get through the rest of the process in time. Uh, so it may very well happen uh, this coming year, but uh, it should. But, uh, you know, the long story short is it's very short-sighted. I mean, Madison Square Garden, you know, the center of many people's sporting universe, not having MMA, is it seems criminal. It uh, doesn't make any sense, and some very legitimate studies have shown they're bringing one UFC event, they are the big dogs, mm-hmm. you know, into New York City, into Madison Square Garden, will probably generate $12, 13000000 million over that weekend in revenues. Oh, without a why, doubt. Why wouldn't you want that? Well, you know what the problem is, and this is just from my experience. Um, uh-huh. Let's go back, I don't know, let's go back to uh, 95, 96, in that range. UFC was trying to get to New York, this and that. They actually uh, they had a bunch of congressmen. Uh, that went and they petitioned, they petitioned it and they shut it down. Okay, right. because I, I know because uh, you know we, we we were shut down too. Okay, so right. that that's what transpired at that point. 
and they it, it was really interesting but you know in New York especially yeah it is difficult to have a boxing uh, match is uh, to have a boxing event it's difficult to have a wrestling event that's why that's why the the WWE only comes here a few times a year because you have right. to go the taxes are incredible which you right. have to pay on 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 the uh, on the match whether you know you generate the revenue or not ticket sales whatever you have to pay that you have to pay your dues and then right. uh, just going through all the, the all the other stuff because all you guys have to be registered in New York they have to be with right. the New York State Athletic Commission they have to have insurance and then it's high end insurance and so on and yep. so forth and you have to pay for all that so to have an event in New York just so everyone understands it costs a lot of money so basically yeah you know not having MMA in New York, you know, becomes, uh, you have, uh, I guess, some bleeding heart liberals that are out there, oh, we don't want bloodshed, but you know something? What's happening? You have kids that are doing this in their backyard. They're, they're doing right. it They're doing it in alleyways because they, they, there's no way to see it in New York. Same way when wrestling, right. when they, when they, when they, uh, they make it difficult to have, uh, to have events because it, the cost factor is just too high. Okay, to, to have events in New York. That's why you don't have a lot of wrestling, pro wrestling events in New York nowadays. Okay, sure. Uh, sure. it just happens. That's why you'll have more pro wrestling events in New Jersey because the Athletic Commission is not uh, uh, squeezing them that way. So I just right. want to throw that in just uh, because I know uh, certain things that, uh, that have transpired that put us to where we are today. And hopefully... Um, he can push through that, and they 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 change uh, their their view on things in order to bring mixed martial arts to New York. Because I think, especially with this city the way it is right now, New York right. City, that they would embrace it because the revenue stream that would come from that, as you said, uh, just from the event, from the merchandise sales, just the taxes on that alone can help, right. and, and it's going to help the Venice, Madison Square Garden, Nassau, well, more so Madison Square Garden than Nassau Coliseum. Madison Square Garden, you'll have people around. People will come from from, from states over just to watch a match. That is re that's revenue Absolutely. stream for New York City, and that is a big thing. So hopefully they do push it through. Uh, hopefully uh, with your help and the Assemblyman's help, uh, it'll happen. Well, and, and you know what, Lou, it, it will happen, and it's just a matter of when. And so if people haven't, you know, there's, there's a website that, uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about initially pointing out on your, on your show, but I think it's worthwhile. It's, uh, it's MMA Facts, F-A-C-T-S, MMAFacts.com. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a site that's set up in such a way that you can literally, uh, with its help, send a letter to your representatives, okay. uh, asking them to support the efforts uh, to bring MMA to New York. And and if there are any uh, members of government listening to your show or hear somehow about it, I would say to them, uh, please remember what you do. You're, you're elected to represent people. And the people that you represent, they want this. Uh, so blocking it is, is totally not doing your job. I mean, it's quite the opposite. Uh, people want this. And you know what? For the people that don't, they just won't go to the show. But, uh, you know, it really needs to happen. Uh, it's happening. Uh, I'm in Massachusetts. It's happening here. It's been, uh, it's meeting no opposition now. The bill is just about, it has one more vote to be finally approved. That's Kennedy uh, that country, so yeah. <laughs> For that well, to pass yes, there, that's a big thing. It is, well, and it's unfortunate that Kennedy died this morning. For yeah. People that didn't but, know that. Yeah, but, that, that. But yes, even, 
I mean, there's no opposition in Massachusetts any longer, although there used to be, because people understand. I mean, here's the bottom line. I'm not anti-boxing. I think boxing is great. But you know what? Boxing, uh, a lot more people die than uh, than ever have in uh, mixed martial arts. They just, they bleed in mixed martial arts, and some people are offended by that. But guys, I mean, well, I mean, really, let's be honest here. Bleeding or dying, I mean, you know, uh, MMA is not a bad more dangerous sport it's it's less less so and it's very exciting top skilled top condition athletes mm-hmm. they dedicate their lives to this we hundreds of thousands of us love it it definitely should be in all 50 states and whoever doesn't want to see it they just don't have to go see it that's all mm-hmm. that simple really well that's it and hopefully uh, it'll be sooner than later that everything does get passed. Now, yes. uh, Aaron, let me ask you, uh, the MMA Fight Council, you've been traveling all over the country, uh, doing your thing. Uh, where can people go to see the MMA, MMA Fight Council next? Where are you going to be? Do you have any other appearances uh, going on soon? That's a, that's a great question. We did launch at uh, the UFC Fan Expo back in July. That was our first our first foray into the public eye, and what an exciting, incredible um, experience that was, and uh, just all of the contacts that we made and the awareness that we were able to raise. And then we were able to come, speaking of New York, to the first ever New York MMA Expo that was put on uh, by Carl Kern over at uh, the Fighter Warehouse New York in Long Island. And that was a great, great show. We had incredible participation from the sport, from some of the top-named fighters in the sport, uh, Rob Walker, whom I mentioned, uh, the New York Assemblyman, was there uh, to show his support as we, uh, you know, as we were showing support for for MMA in New York, uh, and that was fantastic, also. And uh, in fact, Lou, that was, that was where I got to meet you, and uh, it was certainly an honor to meet you and have uh, Alan Goldberg and Chuck Zito there with us, and just really a great time. And of course, Ron Van Cleef was there. Uh-huh. Now, beyond that, we're really we're trying to figure out uh, where where next to go. Uh, so I guess the shorter answer is we don't quite yet know where we're going to appear next. Uh, we're, we're weighing some options. You know, we are a young, uh, young upcoming uh, company. We have uh, sponsors that have helped us get to where we've gotten so far, and we want to be very careful about uh, focusing our energies and whatever uh, resources we have on building uh, as best as we can. So uh, we're currently waiting uh, to see you know, where we would go next. There are some opportunities in front of us. You know, some maybe are a little too expensive. Some maybe are just right. And we're, we're trying, trying to figure that uh, all out as we, as we go. So we're really trying to develop, uh, the, the website more fully, uh, the, the face-to-face programs more fully. And, you know, all of these things take some effort and some, uh, some resources, some, some money. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna, we're gonna play it by ear for right now. We, we're gonna figure out uh, where to go next. We'd certainly love to let you know when we've got something locked down and, you know, let as many people know as possible. Uh, of course, they'll be able to find it on our site, which is, uh, MMA Fight Council, C-O-U-N-C-I-L dot com. And, and, and how, uh, how can we're excited about it. There's nothing better than being somewhere and meeting Mm-hmm. fans, people that uh, we communicate with online but have not met face-to-face yet. And so those opportunities have uh, have really been exciting so far. Now, how can fans, uh, you know, MMA fans, supporters, so on and so forth, you know, you are the uh, the head of the MMA Fight Council. Uh, they can go mm-hmm. to your website. That's MMAFightCouncil.com, right? They can go yes. and they can communicate with you on there. Are there any avenues other than that that they can have easy access to you if they uh, 
wanted to support you, when they wanted to make a, they wanted to be a part of it, uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. Because you have a lot of fighters uh, that are probably listening to this, MMA guys that are, that are listening to this, mm -hmm. will be listening to this, and uh, they may want to get involved with what you're doing. You have the, you have the, the charity, you have the, uh, yep. uh, the, the organization you're looking to build to help injured MMA fighters. That alone should help them. I'll prompt them to uh, assist you. Uh, you have your website. You have a, a lot of other things going on. I'm sure it's just going to grow and grow. Uh, you're looking yeah. to have the award ceremony uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, how else can they get in touch with you? Sure. It's really simple. I, I, um, I'm right on the other end of my phone, on my email. I, I live through my BlackBerry, it seems. Uh, and I welcome and invite anyone to contact me directly at Aaron, which is A-A-R-O-N, at MMAFightCouncil.com. Okay. So uh, simply Aaron at MMAFightCouncil.com is uh, the way that anybody, anytime uh, can reach me. Uh, and uh, I respond as quickly as possible, uh, you know, often within an hour, uh, certainly within a day. Because it, this, is, this is my passion. MMA is my passion that has created this passion of mine. Uh, and so... I know that there are many people out there that have uh, great ideas. You know, beyond our advisory board, Lou, we've gotten so many really high-profile, really accomplished martial artists, mixed martial artists that have approached us. And, you know, some are of, uh, uh, you know, have the resume that we certainly want them to be working with us. So we've created our uh, MMA Fight Council uh, ambassador circle. Uh, so these are not people on our advisory board, which really is, is filled, but people who really have a lot to, you know, give. They run, you know, state organizations of this of this group or that group, and they, mm -hmm. they have lifelong experience. They've been in the UFC. They've, you know, they're, they're really uh, just people who say, hey, we, we just want to help. So there's uh, there's a mechanism in place where certain people will have, an, you know, sort of a, uh, an inner consultative group. But, you know, what? everybody, every member, uh we all they all have a voice and so that's a big part of what we're doing is creating a louder voice uh for the sport you know for for change for for things uh that are necessary for good things uh something that's really exciting i i don't i don't want to forget to mention this but you know the ultimate fighter tv show on spike that's uh that's really a big part of what's helped i don't know if save is the right word but but propel the ufc to the level that it's at today yeah, and uh, it brought it mainstream. It brought it mainstream. That's yes. what happened. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it made a huge, huge difference. And uh, season ten finished a few weeks ago. I have no idea the outcome. I wish I did. Uh, but it's it's set to start showing September sixteenth on Spike. The reason that I'm telling you that, because Spike's not paying me to tell you that, mm -hmm. is uh, one. It matters to me because it's a big part of the sport now. The Ultimate Fighter show is huge. This this season ten is all heavyweights. Uh, you mentioned Kimbo earlier. Kimbo literally is on season 10 of The Ultimate Fighter. I mean, people want, I want to see what, what happened. How did he do? I have no idea. Four, four former NFL players were, were on the show. I don't know how they did. Now, one of the guys that when I heard he was going to be on the show, I said right away, I think he's going to win is, uh, Roy Nelson. He uh, goes by the name, uh, Big Country. Roy Big Country Nelson. Great, great guy. I followed his career for a while. The reason that I'm talking about this and him in particular is, one, I, in my heart of hearts, I think he might have won. But two, I'm really excited. He's going to be blogging for us, oh. uh, the MMAFightCouncil.com site. 
So starting uh, September 16th, when the Ultimate Fighter 10 airs Wednesday night uh, afterwards, you know, we're going to have a mechanism in place where through our site people can send us questions, you know, well, hey, what really happened there? What what didn't we see in this episode that was going on in the, in the house or in the background? Or what was this thing about? And we'll be able to send Roy those questions Wednesday night and get answers from him on Thursday. Oh, good, good. That, that's something you, you, you're becoming interactive with, exactly. uh, with, with the MMA fans. That's great. Uh, Aaron, exactly. I think you have a lot of great things going on. Um, I, the MMA Fight Council I, I, is young. I think it's going to expand rapidly, and I think you are going to be at the helm of one of the leading organizations in the world of MMA, not just in the United States, but probably you know, worldwide. Uh, if you keep going the route you're going, you have the people with the resumes on there helping you. you have, uh, you're going to have your growth, and it's going to continue to grow, and I just see great things coming out of your camp. Um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank I, you. And, and I want to thank you once again for joining us today. Uh, it was very insightful on not only what you're doing, but uh, MMA as a whole. And I'm sure that a lot of MMA fighters, fans, promoters that had had the opportunity to listen to this interview, um, they probably have some feedback. They probably have things to say, but I'm, sh I'm sure and I hope that they're going to contact you to support what you're doing. I look forward to that. Lou, would you mind terribly if uh, if uh, I spent about another 90 seconds explaining one thing? There's so much, and I get so excited about it that I, I left out one of our major pieces. Go for it. Uh, very simply this. It's a lot like the AAA for automobiles, but of MMA. We're creating uh, actively an association where we're bringing vendors, schools, anybody that has a product or a service that they offer to the MMA community into our association, whereby our paying members, our paid members rather, of the MMA Fight Council community will get discounts on anything that they, product or service that they now buy from these companies in our association. And it's growing rapidly uh, and it's very exciting. And there is a greater discount, by the way, for military members uh, than for our standard members. And hopefully everybody feels great about that. We think it's appropriate. Um, and and so that's, that that's a really side. big they can find that on your site. They can, that's when they could, they'll join on the MMAFightCouncil.com, right? It, it will, yes. It will be uh, very clear there probably within, uh, within a week's time after these revisions are done, as will be the, the information about us supporting the Wounded Warrior Project, which uh, part of all of our membership proceeds will be going to. Yep, that will all be there. Okay, all right, excellent. I, I uh, do urge anyone that's interested in martial arts, mixed martial arts, even boxing, uh, to actually go to the MMA Fight Council site and find out more about what they're doing. They have a great uh, situation going on. I think they're going to do great things. Uh, you know, Aaron uh, Richmond is a good guy. Uh, has some good guys on his board uh, from Ron Van Cleef, uh, my buddy Alan Goldberg, uh, Chuck Zito, uh, Bernard Bernard Carrick, uh, so on and so forth. So uh, yeah, you know, I think you're destined for great things with this, and I want to wish you the best of luck. But also, Aaron. What I want to do is have you back on the show in the future. As I know, as the months go by, you're going to continue to add things on there. So I'd like, like to have you back on, especially as things uh, heat up in the MMA world. Oh, that would be an honor. That'd be, that'd be great, Lou. Uh, we'd appreciate that. And 
Thank you. Thank you, uh, UCW Magazine. It uh, would be great to do that, sure. All right. Thank you so much. All right. I'm going to let you get back to your kids. Go enjoy the rest of your holiday, and I will be back with you soon. Thank you, Lou. You have a great day. What is your major malfunction? All let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.